Happy New Year, my beautiful, wonderful Third Culture Kids. Um, Thank you so much for showing up to another podcast, to another year. Um, And I wanted to open up this year with a very um, real-time celebration for me, which is that I, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I actually got to spend time in a recording studio today, um, recording the audiobook for Incredible Lives and the Courage to Live Them. Um, My book that's available on Amazon already in paperback, hardback, Kindle um, and Barnes & Noble as well, I think, online. Um, And it was a little bit surreal. And I'm still kind of buzzing. So this is um, probably a bit of a shorter episode today. Um, But I just wanted to share with you um, what that was like for me. Um, the audiobook is something I've really, really wanted to add um, to my experience of publishing Incredible Lives, um, partly because I listen to audiobooks a lot. Audiobooks, thinking about it now, have a huge part in my Third Culture Kid story. I grew up um, in fairly rural Niger, although it was a a small town that I spent the first 11 years of my life in. Um, But we didn't have TV and we didn't have internet um, in the home. I remember sending emails via floppy disk with my father to the office um, when, uh, when I was older and when we were in the capital, actually. But those early years, nothing of the sort. So it was books. I remember reading a lot. I was homeschooled, so um, reading at home was somewhat structured. We we were given lists of, of books to, to work our way through, and I just swallowed them whole. Um, and audiobooks. We had books on cassette tape. Um to any younger listeners, I have now just betrayed my age <laughs> hugely, but I, I have very fond feelings of, of books on tape, um, partly because one of the massive advantages to a book on cassette is that when you press the stop button, it actually stops it exactly where you want it stopped. And when you press play, it picks it up exactly where you left off, something that I have not found to be the case um, with MP3s um uh, in, in the same way, or well, CDs, certainly, audio CDs. Um, now I listen to audiobooks on my phone. It is much more user-friendly and much more cassette tape-like. But I remember accessing a lot of English culture via cassette tape. Um, so I would listen to Yes Minister and Rumpole of the Old Bailey and Faulty Towers. I would listen to classics um, performed on BBC radio, um, abridged, and uh, yeah, just sort of 
absorbed by osmosis, I suppose, really, a lot of British culture. And it's such a surreal image. I can see myself now as a sort of young eight-year-old sat colouring or, or writing or drawing, playing with things, um, with faulty towers in the background, sat on my bare cement floor in my concrete brick um three 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 bed <laughs> three room um home in Maradi Niger surreal um and i've i've always felt so fond of audiobooks i still listen to them although i use different apps for that now um listen to them in the car listen to them as i do housework it's it's a huge joy for me. So it felt really important when I wrote Incredible Lives and the courage to live them to have an audiobook option. And yet, as with so many things that are precious to us, um, I put it off and deprioritized it, um, partly from overwhelm and a sense of how do I even do this? Um, but honestly, mostly procrastination. And I suppose a certain amount of, of fear and insecurity around doing what I wanted. Um, I love reading aloud. Love it. Um, there's, I'm not an actor, um, but I, I do love that form of voice performance. And it's just a huge joy to me, actually. Um, and now, um, now my daughter's older, I have less of an audience <laughs> for the reading aloud. Um, so I got to the studio today and once I was comfortable, once I was sat, um, ready to go and all the, the, the expert help I was given to get sort of sound levels correct and positioning right with the microphone and then sort of left it left to go. Um, I found my flow and it felt like play. And I wouldn't see myself as a hugely creative person, one of those self concepts I probably need to work with. Um, but it, it felt like what artists talk about when they talk about flow or where creatives um, talk about being in their flow, I really enjoyed myself. And I wanted to share that with you because this book is a work of, of um, it's an offering. It, it's an offering of love and there have been moments of sheer agony in producing it. But also these, these joyful, um, this is just sheer delight. And it's how I like best to communicate actually is audio, um, auditory communication, there's space for tone and there's, there were moments where I could hear the kind of gurgle of delight in my voice as I was reading a certain sentence or, or where there was a piece that felt more emotional or I could sort of feel the choke in my throat and where I could hear the smile as I spoke and all of that is, is, is lost on the page. There's, there's amazing things about words. There's a precision and nuance there too. And the ability to hold complexity and to be able to like return to it again and again and really tease out meaning. But auditory gives me a nuance um, 
that I suppose I've found safety in over the years. One thing that struck me, and it's the same thing that struck me as doing this podcast, is that I, I podcast largely in an English accent. And I was reading this book in an English accent. And when I say English accent, anybody who's spent any time with the English is fully aware there are multiple accents. When I say English accent, I'm thinking, how would I describe mine? Um, standard English, uh, sort of a bit clipped, a bit posh, actually, a bit sort of English rose. Um, and it's not it's not my local accent. Um, it's an entirely created hybrid thing. Um, call it Frankenstein's monster um, that I built as a child um, entirely subconsciously. I produced this form of Englishness um, when I realized that I was being taken as an American by all of my peers and I needed, I felt the need to correct that. Um, but I didn't seem to successfully mimic the local English accent. I sort of created some alternate version. And and that's interesting to me because I often, I'm often mirroring the accents of my clients when I, when I work with you. Um, and becoming more of a sort of international or Americanized accent, actually, very often. Um, not always, but often. And, and that's, yeah, just something that shows up that I am often speaking to TCKs in different accents, but this audiobook is going to come out as English. I was also noticing I started needing to use hand gestures, even though nobody was looking um, in the booth. And there was something about the force of expression that I wanted to use and communicate that, that got me kind of moving my hands around, which was, which was interesting um, to me. It's, it's the part of me that um, has never quite fit hugely well in an English context that I, I gesture so much and I, I do wonder I'd be interested to hear your feedback actually any listeners but I do wonder how much I use hand movements as um, maybe part of just my sensory makeup that's just how I am um, but also because it's it's another way of communicating meaning right and communicating intent and um, and I think I use all of the options open to me because like many TCKs, I am trying desperately to avoid misunderstanding. Um, but it was a delight. And I was reading deeply felt feelings and thoughts that I've had over the last seven years. And, and just remembering, remembering what this work means to me. Remembering what my TCK story means to me. And remembering all of the stories I've heard from you. And, and how deeply precious they are. It was just a wonderful little um, hour and a half of feeling sort of cocooned um, and no, not cocooned, steeped, steeped in all that is glorious about this TCK work Um, and our lives, our incredible, incredible lives. There's something about hearing myself and, and I reflect that's, that's what I hear from you when I work with you that there's this incredible thing that happens when you hear your own voices telling your story and I think I experienced that in the booth today 
hearing myself telling the thoughts of this TCK therapist, making it more real, feeling quite vulnerable in the process to take up that much space. Um, And of course, it's the the vulnerability of the process I do with this podcast too. Um, But really precious, that, that deep need to be heard and and deep awareness of fear of rejection i suppose as well um but i was my only audience today as i recorded and i've done enough work to have felt able to welcome welcome my story as i read it it felt like play and it felt like a gift to myself and I suppose as well, the point of this episode is is to say thank you. Oh, I feel emotional saying that. This book, Incredible Lives and the Courage to Live Them, Thoughts of a TCK Therapist, would not have been written without you. It would never have come into existence without you. The fact that I get to work with you every day. The fact that you have prompted these thoughts and learnings and theories and hypotheses and epiphany moments. The fact that I'm working with you as you grow in your most challenging chapters has poked and prodded me into growth. I have have to grow. I have to face my own story. There is simply no way I could get away with sitting in a hole and going, done now, developed enough, and get to work with you. It would be impossible. You make me who I am, and I'm so grateful. And this book is born of your stories, my story, with you, walking with you. And and it's born of a deep desire to offer as many third culture kids as I can a safe place to hear themselves. And that's just so precious. And it is wild to me that I got to record my audiobook today. And I'm going to get to keep doing that until it's done. And then I get to figure out how on earth technically I make that available. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not even worried because there are wonderful people out there who are going to support me and walk me through that process. So I guess this is a thank you episode. Thank you for the gift that I got to enjoy today, sat in a booth recording a book for you. A book I would not have written without you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, What a way to kick off 2024. I hope yours has begun in joy and love and self-appreciation. And if not, there's still time. There's plenty of the year yet to come. Hang on to you. You're the only you we have. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.